One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hello, you're listening to me, Lizelle, and another edition of Wellness with Lizelle, where today I am joined by one of our most fabulous and best-known foodies, Jasmine Hemsley, best-selling author and fellow well-being warrior, who first hit the headlines as one half of the Hemsley sisters with their incredibly successful books and brands, Hemsley and Hemsley. Jasmine is now focusing on the fascinating subject of Ayurvedic medicine and food in her latest book, East by West, which is a new take on the ancient art of living and eating well. Jasmine, welcome Thank to my you, little Liz. studios. Thank you. And before going on to the new, I'd like to look back at the old mm-hmm. and actually ask you, how did this whole foodie thing start? Because you were such pioneers, weren't you, in this making food fashionable? Mm. I, I, it's, it's a funny one. It's It kind of... It wasn't what I set out to do. I didn't yet, train as a cook. I didn't train as a cook. I didn't train in nutrition. I just had an an interest, which I, I guess came from both my parents, who were very old school. My dad's um, um, army and mum is Filipino. And they weren't one for eating out or and definitely not for wasting food. Um, dad, as well as being army, was also, um, when he was at home, he was on a farm in South Africa. And, uh, you know, he will eat... of the apple could be mouldy, but he'll still find a bit that's worth eating. (laughs) Um, And my mum, you know, it was always kind of proper dinners, not in a very, you know, sometimes when I, when I talk about this, I I almost wonder if it sounds like spinning those beautiful, you know, Italian round the kitchen table stories. It Mm. wasn't particularly romantic. It was just what my parents knew, which was um, a good meal at the table Mm. with the family. um, And, uh, and we all look forward to our food. We really loved food. And I think because my parents are so well-travelled, um, I was game for really eating mm. anything, except when it was not fashionable on the playground. I think I came home one day and said, I don't eat tomatoes, because I think someone had said they didn't like them. And then I went off mussels for a bit. But um, other than that, um, I think I was eating kimchi at nine. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Early, early gut health yeah. pioneer and yes. early adopter. Unknown about the gut health, but yeah. And of course, the book, The Art of Eating Well, that is basically sort of sums up what you've just said. It is mm. eating well, it's cooking from scratch, it's home cooked, it's yep. a variety. Yep. And, you know, you're you're not food obsessive, you're not vegan, you're not even vegetarian. No. And yet people sort of, I think, almost think of you as a pioneer of that, that terrible mm. expression, clean eating. Yes. Um, oh, that's the, that's <laughs> the very popular term that... Um, I get asked and it's it's very difficult to defend yourself or to to talk about something you've never used mm. or even that doesn't have a um that's been defined. Mm. So I, I guess I am part of or a pioneer of thank you of the movement to look at food as something other than just fuel or if we're looking at it as fuel as to what type of fuel we're putting mm. in. Um but yeah it's it's a, it's a strange one because I don't want to slam 
the word clean eating because I think that's what it was trying to do or say or, or is, is encapsulated and we don't want um, rubbish in our food if we can help no. it. We don't want the chemicals. We don't want um, our food to be highly processed. Um, but of course, like everything in, in, in life, there are always extremes and there are always people yes. that use it in the wrong way yeah. or, got, or, or maybe have anxiety issues and, and put it onto a and certain it gets thing. Hijacked. Yes. Mm. And so I think, you know, with Hems and Hemsy, we've been, we're pretty well-rounded, but I, we have been caught up in dairy-free conversations, which is ironic because we push butter. Yes. Um, we, you know, cheese. Um, and, and people think that you're vegan and actually you're the pioneers sort of, of bone making broth. bone broth. I mean, <laughs> I how, how, where do you think those bones come from, for heaven's sake? <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's very funny. We we started to blog for Vogue, and it was already a, you know very much a trend that beautiful smoothies and juices and that fresh and produce um, was on Vogue, so to speak. Um, but we used that, you know, it's it's obviously beautiful produce to also talk about butter and talk about bone broth, which weren't very sexy terms, and mm. certainly not gut health wasn't, mm. um, and and make that a normal conversation because. The term bone broth seems so normal now, but then yes. it was like... So how did you stumble across it? What was your first connection with boiling up bones? Um, I guess my mum always did it, mm-hmm. but not as bone broth. Um, did she do it for health and well-being or just for flavour? Or was that tradition? Is that Filipino tradition? Filipino tradition. Is, is, to, it? is, to have... is that why everyone has such beautiful skin in the Philippines, do you oh. think? they all boiling up their bones. Yeah, I guess so. I, you know, my mum talks about how one chicken would feed a family of five plus visitors for four days, you know. so Good heaven, one chicken. One so what was chicken. she doing with it? Was she... Well, they would just cook it within with lots of vegetables within a broth. So you mm. had the flavour would come out into the broth. Mm. You know, the skin, the bones... I mean, my my best friend's Italian, and you know, rolls her eyes when her when her nonna, who's who's passed now, um, you know, was would just sit there and crack the bones in her in her teeth, really, because they knew that the flavour was in there. And my dad, because I think he travelled a lot, nobody wanted the chicken breast. You know, it was always about the the skin on the chicken, the meat near the bones. Um, really, nobody wanted the chicken breast because no, here that is the most prized, most expensive bit. So using my but thinking heart, about it, it is yeah. quite bland. Isn't it is it? bland because it's, it's it's um, and especially with the way that we have bred chickens to be mm. all breast as well, so they're unnaturally buxom, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the, the lack of flavour and obviously the intensive rearing. But take for example my other half, Nick, who I've been with for fourteen years. He was um, a you know a typical. 80s, 90s men's fitness um, advocate of the chicken breast for the protein, the bagel for the carbohydrate, mm. and some broccoli if he could, if he could be bothered. You know, right. and it was that kind of no, no fat. Gosh. You know, well, that's how I started writing. My, you know, my first book was called Vital Oils, and it was written in the in the um, early 90s as a backlash to the kind of low fat, no fat eating and when everyone, everyone was saying, stripping their skin stri- absolutely you know stripping your face with ahas and peels and yeah. foaming things on your skin and then stripping your body of fats by going low fat or, or you know dairy free or low fat yogurts and all that and of course then where are your healthy fats coming mm. from and we know that they're so important you know as you know for your brain and your skin and how and did connected people tissue. react to those even you know promoting the word oil which had become such a oh it was hard i mean i was nearly sued by a major <sighs> multinational who shall remain nameless for daring to suggest that their hydrogenated trans fat filled tub of margarine spread was healthy 
Wow. Um, and I actually said, no, I think this is unhealthy. Yeah. And I wrote about it. And yeah, no, My it, was, it was tricky. And so fortunately, now times have moved on. We know better. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult because as a pioneer, you know, you stick your neck out and you begin to make something sound. You, 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 you try to be the bridge or to be the voice of mm. reason. And then later it becomes faddier and trendier. But you, meanwhile, you've been shot down and someone else picks up the reins. You know, I, I remember reading about um, in, a, in a newspaper, I won't see which one, um, 10, new, 10 ways to get rid of sugar from your diet. And 20 years earlier had completely taken a guy down, a doctor down for even suggesting that sugar was mm. a problem. Yes. And so, you know, the people, uh, you know, trying to make the noise and, and try to... to bring the balance you know often don't oh, get gosh, credited yeah. do they so no you just get ridiculed so now we yeah. oh we've all got to eat kale have we ha yeah. ha ha yeah actually well no you know we were writing about cabbage you know yeah. 30 years ago it's just yeah. a, a different yeah. you know fancy name for the same thing and then I, I, I get i get called vitamin shot and kale. i don't think i've done a vitamin i don't know what vit- what type of vitamin shot they, they're talking about but certainly kale i mean i'm i'm much more cabbage because yeah. it doesn't get stuck <laughs> in your teeth so much but you know it's funny how the assumptions come in yeah. but on the positive side, the conversations are moving in the right direction. They so are, even if right. we take some flack for it, mm. you know, people are going, oh, I, I know what kale is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just yes, food. Yes, or kefir be... or kimchi, as you were saying. Yes. You know, you might have had that as a little girl. Yeah. Actually, I mean, that was consistent. You know, I, mean, I would have been mortally embarrassed if friends knew because it's quite smelly. Yes. It looks a bit weird, doesn't yep. it? And it's and it's good for your gut. And it's good for your gut. And you know, we were just saying actually before um, we switched the microphones on that we've you know we've both written books about gut health, and you were saying that with your first book, the publishers mm. didn't even want to put the word gut no, in there. It was no. seen as very unmarketable. Yeah, uh, as, as an idea. And how long ago was that? That was summer two thousand and fourteen. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's super recent. Yeah, super uh, recent. Super, and then. You know, you really feel like you've arrived when I was, you know, we're trying to condense the philosophy of the first book for the second book, which was mm. good and simple to kind yeah. of um, make it more bite-sized, make it reach more people. And I think I had gut at number five of the, the pillars or and they moved it up to one. And I thought, mm. wow, what a difference. Yeah. What a difference. And, you know, as you were saying about the margarine, I think if you speak to the average Londoner, they're now about artisanal foods mm. where they can get them. And... You know, it's kind of common knowledge about margarine. But my great aunt Joan, who's ninety-eight, you know, she was saying, "Oh, I've moved to, I've, I've, I've started to move to vegetable suet." And I remember thinking, "No, no you've got it with right the, the first." Oh, yeah. you know, Auntie Joan mostly ate out of the garden. I love her stories of the butcher would come round and they'd get, um, you know, a joint of of beef or or or, or anything, whatever was in season. And they would eat that, then they would roast it and the bones, and they would get the dripping, and they would eat mm. that for four days. Yeah, and then dripping that bone on toast would become yeah. the soup, mm. you know. And that's and that's how you make something last a long time, a long time, and get good value. Yes, and, and I think we, we've eat. lost touch, haven't we, with yeah. that? And and the cost of processed food is actually much higher than the the cost of cooking from scratch if you can, yeah, you know, learn how to do it the right way. And and I think you know books like yours are really showing the way and of course one of the the things that you're doing now is looking to the east mm. and has that come from your travels or your upbringing why why eastern cooking so now? i guess because of my my mum um being filipino um and watching a lot of things come round 
that maybe I was a little bit embarrassed about actually when mm. I was young you know I, I mean I remember my mum sometimes having fish for breakfast and Melissa and I would be mortified <laughs> that our uniforms even my mum said the queen yes. has kedgeree that was her, yeah, that okay. was her line <laughs> and um, you just wanted cornflakes we just wanted cornflakes <laughs> and uh, and I, I remember I, you know I really remember a change coming in um into the house as my, you know, as my mum got busy with two children and there was a microwave and suddenly things came in packets. Mm. Whereas before it didn't, you know, I, I mostly ate mm. Filipino food at home. Although, don't get me wrong, I craved, I wanted mm. fish fingers because that was the norm. Um, but so I've had, I've had this kind of East and West thing going on for a long time. Um, and then when I was about 2000, I got into yoga not in a big way, but mm. I, I definitely thought this is kind of... Was I, that because when were you modelling then? So were you yes, using I, it as a form of fitness, as a yes. way of staying And I danced toned. when I was younger. I heard about these incredible yogi bodies. And I'm not brilliant in the gym. I like the idea of doing it once every six months. It kind of entertains me and then, and then I just don't like it. Um, so I started to go to yoga and the word Ayurveda kind of came up there. Mm. Then it came up again um, in my mid-twenties when I was modeling, really into modeling and, and um, wondering what this low-fat, low-calorie, burn-it-off-in-the-gym idea was and, um, and why these lean foods and, and maybe too many salads just didn't feel right all mm. year round. Mm-hmm. And there's my mum's one-pot stewy kind of things that were mostly brown, <laughs> felt really good inside and the mm-hmm. butter felt really good. And um, um, and, this, and I was trying soy yogurts and soy puddings, and they just didn't feel right. And mm. so Ayurveda kind of answered a lot of questions about that for me, um, even though most of it was at the time, you know, way over my head. Talking about the spirit and you know, chakras and and things like that. That was that was too much. But the things I did understand was that cooked food was um, great in the winter and in the evenings, and um, and soupier and the better and hydrating and warming and, and hot food and eating in the rhythm of the day. So bringing my supper a little bit earlier totally changed my quality of sleep. Really? So what time would you have supper? So at home we would be, we'd probably snack when I was younger, like six ish, seven. And then we'd probably start eating dinner about eight, eight thirty. And we ate a big meal in the evenings. Mm. And, um, and now whenever I can, my other half and I usually eat are done eating by seven Mm. Um, and if I go to events and I come in, I would we would just have a golden milk, and which that, is what? Which is um, um, an old Ayurvedic classic recipe of um, spices like uh, cinnamon, ginger, turmeric, black pepper. Um, you could put fennel seeds in there, and you simmer it into the milk, and the spices. Uh, make the milk more digestible. The simmering makes it more digestible, mm. and it becomes a tonic of these of nature's medicine cabinet without being a curry. Oh, lovely! You'd have that last thing. I'd have that last thing. So when I, you know, I've had a few canapes. It's nine thirty at night. I don't want to go for a dinner. I don't want to come home and cook. Mm. But I am hungry, and so we have, you know, a big mug of this milk, and it just lowers the nerves, everything calms down. everything down it fills you Gosh. up and as long as you don't then push on till 11 o'clock yeah and get the munchies you know you go to bed <laughs> and you just feel so light in the morning yes. and so the quality of sleep is 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 so different and even eating meat I mean every now and then I'll have a nice steak and some red wine when I go out with with friends and things mm. but you know moving the meat to my lunchtime has had such a great effect on me as well mm. so all these are kind of little things I started to implement and then in 2010, I started to learn to meditate and my teacher kept dropping little 
hints. So I started to tongue scrape. Um, tongue scraping. Tongue scraping. Okay, yes, that weird tongue one. Scraping. <laughs> so tongue scraping is an an old Ayurvedic thing. And in, in India, a lot of my Indian friends said they they don't remember the tongue scraper coming after the toothbrush it came with. Mm. And it's um, a simple piece of metal in stainless steel or copper. And you just pass it over the top of the tongue very lightly. And it kind of cleans that residue, the build-up. Mm. And so the first thing you do in the morning before you've drunk any water or had a conversation is you just pull off what your body was trying to rid of. Really? You know, that, that kind of furry thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so before anything, before, before a anything, sip of water, you just water, take that away. Any conversations, because then you start to kind of take it back in again. So you just pull mm. it off, rinse it away, and then you can do oil pulling and then brush your teeth. But... Um, I gave a talk the other day in a girl called Krina, who I've become very good friends with, who's very interested. She's interested in why I'm interested in what she was trying to get away from. You know, she's, I can, I can, I can, um, I, I can, uh, what's the word? Oh, recognize. Recognize or I can. Relate. Relate. Okay. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> I can relate to her. You know, she tried her life, all, you know, all her life to try and be Western and not be Indian. And now I'm interested in the things that she's, you know, how, you know, this um, traditional wisdom that's come from India. And so somebody asked um, in the talk, oh, when can we start our children? Is there a certain time? And she said, oh, I've been doing it since I was five. And in fact, my mum said, if, you, if you're too tired to brush your teeth, make sure you scrape your tongue. Really? A last thing at night or first thing in the morning? I, I think first thing in the morning or yeah. and last thing at night. I think depending yeah. on how my other half likes to do it in the evening. I don't feel like mm. the, the need so much. But I definitely can monitor my everyday health just from that two-second practice really? in the morning. What's coming off because the tongue? Because you can even see your tongue. So mm. like traditional Chinese medicine. The They'll tongue. read the tongue, won't they? I know that yes. certain types of yes. cracks and fissures and Cracks, and color. you can see the swelling. You can see mm. the amount, that, that, you know. Sorry for everyone who's reading, <laughs> listening about food and I'm talking about the tongue. Um, but, you know, what? remember it's like the gut thing. What yes. squeamish yep. to you before is not is not now. <laughs> so it's a really great way of checking in with yourself. You know, I can really see if I've had a couple of, of, of drinks, mm. I can see that my body has fought hard to... to mm. um, rebalance me and it's you know it's like good on my body you know mm. that's great and it just reminds me that maybe in this festive period you know three or four days on you know a couple of a couple yeah. of cocktails maybe yeah a couple of days off would do me some some good yeah so it's really so putting a tongue scraper and ask christmas stockings. yes absolutely oh, and they cost everyone's nothing. gonna get one for christmas and i get dentists come up to me all the time and say you know we tell we talk about it but it just hasn't had a pr job yet interesting so um Oh, we've got a little we've dog joining little us. Yeah. Here, little <laughs> and the oil pulling, is that yeah. also Ayurvedic? Because I've yes. heard about that. And that's, do you use coconut oil for um, that? So the traditional oil to use would be sesame oil. Mm. Um, and coconut oil is a very cooling oil. So it's actually good in the summer. Or if you have a very hot personality, which is what they say when there's a lot of heat in the body. Um, coconut oil has also got the antimicrobial um, um effects which is great if there's any kind of infection um and but how do you do it how do you oil you pull? put like about a teaspoon in your mouth and you just swirl it around swirl it. it around and push it through your push teeth it, okay suck it backwards and forwards yes. through your teeth for how um, long and um up to 20 minutes 20 minutes i uh, know i don't do 20 <laughs> minutes i do it for as long as my shower takes okay so for me it's uh, it's um a tongue scrape mm. i put the oil in i have a little pump Mm. And then I run the water, I get in the shower, have my shower. And well, sometimes I forget and I'm just daydreaming and I've okay. just got it in my mouth. But 
the oil, like the oil on the skin, it breaks down and draws out the dirt. Mm. And, and then you, you spit it out. And then you that. spit it out in the loo, by the way, because that's um, better for your your um, pipes. And then when you brush your teeth, you honestly feel like you've just been to the dentist and had a clean. Really? Because it really starts to break down anything that's. And is it good for gum health? Very and... good for gum health. Mm. Very good for the, you know, the gut microbiome, the mouth gut microbiome. Mm. The yes, mouth no, the, microbiome. The microbes start yes. in the mouth, don't they? Yes. So it's. And really does it make your good. teeth whiter? I've heard that some people yeah, say. Yeah, because it can, can pull out all the kind of. Um, the stains the from stains. drinking coffee yeah. and tea. And... But certainly for the. For any buildup of plaque and things, I find mm. it incredible. You know, I don't do it every day. I do it five times a week. I think I'm lazy on the weekend. And, and during the week, it's, it's part of my routine. And you'll use sesame oil, will you? Um, Just the yes. plain, un- untoasted, um, oh, Yes, yeah. definitely untoasted. I think you'll be bringing that back up again otherwise. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want a proper oil, you can go onto one of the Ayurvedic websites and they have a cured oil, so it's been cured with lots of spices. So it has <gasps> Interesting. even more effect. Interesting. And, um, and good for sweetening the breath, yeah. freshening. Yep. You know, we, we forget mm. we brush our teeth, but we don't clean that tongue. Or if we clean our mm. tongue, we do it with a toothbrush. Yeah, I was always told to, to yeah. brush my tongue, which is something yeah. I do, but I, I don't I don't. So it with a uh, a dentist said to me, um, the teeth are hard, so use something soft, so that's your brush. Yeah. The tongue is soft, so use something hard, and that's your tongue scraper. I am so going off online. I'm going to send you one. I'm going to send you one. And they really cost nothing. I mean, they're, 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 um, and they, they're also, they last forever. If you keep it, yeah. if you keep it safe, yeah. um, it lasts forever. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
And these are forms of Ayurvedic wisdom, yes. are they? This is all part of it. So yes. how can you explain it? Because I know a little bit about Ayurvedic mm. and I've heard it split into different types that we fall into. We might be a kapha or a dosha or a... So they're, they're, called, right? the, they're called doshas, the doshas. three doshas. Mm-hmm. And yes, they write kapha, vata, pita. Or we say it in the order of vata, pita, kapha. So these three doshas are almost like... Ayurveda is a very romantic language that helps you stay in tune. It's a beautiful balance, and I and I like it because it means you don't have to study the macros and micros of food, and you don't have to be you know strict and portion sizing. It's it's a, it's a it's a framework for using your own inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. And um, so the three doshas are descriptives, a little bit like red, yellow, blue, or, or the the primary colors, if you like. Mm. So all three are in us, and so we, we're a combination we're of a, a combination. bit of vata, a bit of pitta. Yes. I'm very vata. What does that mean? And pitta. So vata is um, a very as an as a energy in it's a space and and uh, air energy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why I bounce from idea to idea. You're generally quite creative. Um, does it reflect on your physique? Because you're obviously very yes. tall, very slim. Vata types are quite um, willowy. Mm. If they put weight on, they put it on the middle. Um, they're quite likely to lose weight rather than gain weight when they're stressed or unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, they love running and throwing themselves around, which is exactly what they shouldn't be doing. Right. So, um, so that's vata. That's vata. So they they're, they're the creative types, and but it's not just a, it doesn't just apply to a to a person. You know, you have a va- the vata energy is also the vata energy of autumn. It's very slight, dry, quick, fast. You know? mm. That's why I speak fast. I move fast. I jump from idea to idea. Um, my skin tends to be on the dry side. Mm. Um, and Vata is also... Uh, it's, uh, London is very Vata. Very stimulated. Lots going on. So I, as, I, as a very Vata person, have to be careful, especially in autumn and in London, that I don't become wired, stressed and anxious, which is basically Vata too much right yes so um what you are is what you want to avoid more of so you mustn't eat vata foods i mustn't eat vata food which are leafy greens which is really interesting because you think for you it's not that it's no leafy greens it's more that i shouldn't eat them in abundance okay so what should you have vegetables i need to be because i'm at this energy grounding i need grounding Mm. so i don't need to be doing rocket bikram um fast yoga i don't need to be doing um to be racing around i don't Mm. need to be um i need to take rest in between talking which is why Mm. as i said earlier and um i need to give my brain a break meditation is fantastic so these are ways of balancing that but also i've got a lot of peter in me and peter is this very it's a type a personality it's a leadership uh, personality Mm. it's a hot energy um so they also need calming um, and if they have too much Peter energy or they do too many Peter activities, mm. they can become very aggressive, judgmental, mm. um, um, which again is a very London energy, you know, yeah. inner city energy. So, and is there a body type <clears throat> associated with that's Peter? more of a muscular, um, more of a muscular, they, they gain weight evenly, right? Um, quite heavy set. Not heavy set. That's more the kapha. Okay. So kapha is a very, um, it's a mother earth type. So it's very grounded. Mm. So grounded, in fact, that if they get too much grounding, they become too laid back and too 
too chilled out and possibly lazy and right. so it's so I could be you know I'm very Vata Peter but come Christmas mm. I could you know I could absolutely surrender and become completely kapha. <laughs> That sounds like all of us. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so if, if you're a kaffir type, then presumably mm. you'd need to be eating those leafy the greens light, to pick exactly. you up. Exactly. Yes, you need less mm. fats, which mm-hmm. are grounding. You need mm-hmm. more of the lighter foods. Um, so, and then the pita, because it's a very hot energy, you need less chili and ginger because it's very heating. Mm. So it's not that you don't have any of them. It's more of a ratio or of a, or of a but it, the, the, the ratio could be done in a day to day as well. So, mm. um, so for myself. As a Vata and Pita person, coffee is not great for me. Okay. Because I'm really very stimulated and, and mm. very, you know, um, uh, can do. So when I'm in holiday mode or kaffa mode, that's mm. when coffee okay. has no effect. I'm very good on it. It's great. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so understanding those things helps you to make those choices, knowing that it's not a, oh, I'm being naughty if I have a coffee or I'm, I yes. shouldn't eat chocolate. It's more like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like to bring balance, I'm going to benefit more from not So having... eating in balance, and that will yes. change throughout the year? So you were saying, you know, at Christmas time, or you need to be more careful yes. in the autumn time when yes. the energy around you... Winter you is a very kaffir time. Winter is very kaffir, so that's the time well, that's of time year. we hunker down, isn't it? Exactly. And cosy up by the fire and get exactly. slob out on the sofa yes. not doing so much. Exactly. And we're allowed to because the phones stop ringing... Well, actually, it's now your 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 family phones ringing. don't ring now. They just they sort of buzz, don't they? Yes. Continuously, continuously. So the recipes in East by West are they for all the year round, or do you dip in according to you know? Do you establish what type you are and then go to the recipe, or are they? For so everybody? what I've done is is because um, you really really want to work with a uh, you can you can do tests. I've do I've got a test online that can mm. help you kind of work out what dosha you could be tri doshics, you could be equal of all three more or less, which my other half is. Um, but I've done it more as understand because, because I think when Ayurveda first came over in the seven sixties and seventies, because the way the West likes to be a type, they mm. hung on to those types too much. It's like, I'm a Vata, I only eat this, you know, and again, right. it becomes this labeling it's and kind this of an exclusion diet. Exactly. Then, exactly. Mm. And so what I've done is actually say, do you know what? Get to know each of the, of the doshas because they all play out on your everyday right. life. And it's nice to know what you tend to be, but actually because nature, life ebbs and flows, we have no control over it, it's much better to be armed with all the knowledge and Mm. then make the decision. So when you go into the book, you'll say, feeling vata, add a bit more fat, a bit more ghee, a bit more butter. And also the change of year and change of... Yes. I mean, I just love just, you know, flicking through the three there. So feeling... Sunshine, yellow porridge. Feeling kaffa, swap this for that. Feeling pizza... Add some coriander and mint. It's very uh, okay. Cooling. So you, you can adapt the recipes. Yes. Olive oil toast with ricotta, honey, and orange zest sounds absolutely delicious. So um, it's not an Indian cookbook. It's just no, taking it's Ayurvedic principles mm. and applying them to to dishes, or even showcasing old fashioned dishes that we know are steeped in you know wisdom, like the chicken soup. Mm. You know, it's it's just I've a just classic. Turned the page here. Bean and jaggery fudge. The toasted almonds. You have to be one of my favourite guests, Jasmine. You came bearing gifts, which always goes Yay. down terribly well. And you've made what have you made for us here in this so, lovely jar? I keep calling it a ladoo, but it's not technically a ladoo. This is a ladoo. Uh, a ladoo is more of a ball. So mm. I started off with this recipe. Oh, I was rolling them delicious. into balls, um, and then I got lazy. It's like a fudgy sort of, but it's got a nutty flavour. But there's no nuts in it. There's How no do you nuts. Get that? that is the chickpea flour, or or gram flour, or mm. besan flour. And you just dry toast it until it 
goes a few shades darker and you can take it really far and it becomes very nutty or you can take it just gently and then you um, stir in some some jaggery which is the raw sugar which is the raw sugar mm. it comes you know as a, like a block yes exactly and therefore it hasn't had any um, chemicals because when mm. we when it's granulated it's had it has chemicals put in to stop it clumping back together again because if you think Gosh, about it sugar's you? sticky yeah. i know yeah so it's it tastes jaggery tastes very much like our our brown sugar mm. but as i understand it jaggery is cooked down and then solidified and then we cut it from there whereas brown sugar i think is processed to be white and then they color the molasses back in mm, i don't know it's one that of the things i've heard so mm. so i think a demerara sugar is the closest thing i mean it has then the nutrients it has the flavor it feels very whole in the mouth a bit like comparing table salt to sea salt mm. you know the table salt is this bah you know it's flat and it's acrid yes, yes. um and the sea salt is round and you less like complex. It's complex. Yeah, yeah. The same with, um, I think, the whole sugar is like raw honey compared to that mm. white sugar. Mm-hmm. So um, I, what I love about the jaggery is it's actually cheaper than maple syrup and raw honey. Mm. So it's a great way. It's definitely yeah. a good sweetness to have in the cupboard. Yeah. And there's a hint of rose. That's that right? right. Yep. And From what, uh, what, rose water or rose oil? Ro- what, rose what extract from mm. Nielsen Massey. Actually, I think they call it rose essence or water. Rose water, they call it. And then, um, and that will depend, the amount you put in will depend on how concentrated that rose water is, because I know some come really mm. very, almost like a toner, mm. and some come really concentrated. And then cardamom. Oh, delicious. This is so nice. I think that's a spice that's having a bit of a revival, because, you know, we think that we don't know about Ayurveda, but actually the black pepper that's on everybody's table, more or less, and mm. in restaurants all around the world, is an Ayurvedic thing, because salt and black pepper are not only digestive aids, but they also flavor, you know, they, they bring out the flavors of foods. Um, and so black pepper goes into my golden milk mm. and, um, and it helps the absorption of turmeric, doesn't it? It works does. together with the turmeric. two together. Yes. So that's, that's what makes it so brilliant. It's understanding that it's not just about taking one ingredient because someone said it's good and then just putting that in everything. There's mm. a way of the symbiosis that yes. goes on of different things. Exactly. I love some of these. I mean, I'm looking at sort of the more Christmassy things because of the time of year that we're speaking about it. Ginger anise chews. Mm. They sound absolutely delicious. Cardamom millionaire's gram shortbread. Now you're talking. So that's your base there. <laughs> and then you've got the uh, the chocolate and the date layer on top. Absolutely incredible. And then lots of really... And you've got a Filipino dish here, yes. which is obviously to your... Roots here, vegetable. What's this? Adobo. Adobo. Yes, adobo. I think what's it's actually. Adobo? I think it's actually a Mexican mm. Spanish word. But adobo is so the the classic adobo is um, adobo. I should say it properly. Mm-hmm. Is um, what many people who've been to the Philippines or visited or know Filipinos will. It's the it's the dish that everyone loves, and it's usually chicken, slow cooked with bay leaf and whole black peppercorns in soy sauce and um, some some vinegar. So it has this lovely, tangy, mm. salty flavour. We've well, got some amazing... But I've done it with vegetables, yeah. Well, I'm just looking at some of the ingredients in here. You've got your bone broth, so that's yes. going to be super nourishing mm. and very good for your gut. You've also got cider vinegar, apple cider vinegar. Yep. And again, we know that I know that through writing Good Gut Guide. Yes. A little bit of cider vinegar in so many things has just so many probiotic and prebiotic benefits. So it's... 
it's just fascinating actually how we can feel well through food and I think mm. you've also got a nod to some of the sort of remedies that you can use yes. have you got anything particularly good at this time of year I mean we're now talking in the winter time and everybody seems to be coming up with coughs and colds and end of term yes, so, uh, how, how do you protect yourself um Meditation mm, is my okay. absolute. I know, I can feel when it might, when I get run down. I become sensitive to things. I become uh, almost. I get itchy around the eyes. Um, I can. I start to lose my voice. You know. You kind of know your little weak areas. You know mm. that give when when things aren't aren't happening. And that's when I know nine thirty really make a conscious effort to get into bed. I mean, I normally don't get in until 10.30, but, you know, getting to bed early, that's a priority. Hot water is um, what I drink mostly all, all through the day. Really? Never cold water or iced water. Even um, in the summer? Would you just, or in would the you summer, just drink just warm water in, in the room, summer, room temperature? In the summer, which is a very Peter time of year, okay. <laughs> that's when you can afford to cool off a bit because you're already, you have an internal heat and there's an external heat from yes. the sun. Um, that's when you can afford... So just glasses of hot water at this time of year? Yep, I have a flask usually. I sip from the flask. Um, I try to leave gaps between eating just to give my digestion a a break, Mm. which I... I need to be especially careful of, especially when we're doing what we do, which is cooking and tasting and tasting, and preparing. And, yeah, and a lot of meetings and socialising yes. and grazing and everybody's the grazing thing offering doesn't do well. For, I can do it things. for a week or two, mm. but I mean, shooting the cookbooks was a nightmare because the Filipino in me wants to <laughs> eat everything; it can't go in the bin, and then my whole, you know, my completely messes up my whole day. You know, at six seven p.m. I don't know if I'm hungry or not. I have a little snack, and then I, you know, and then I think I'm going to not have dinner tonight because I'm full, and then in the and I'm not in bed in, in time. Mm. And then 10.30, absolute munchies. So, How um, do you stay so incredibly slim, though? I mean, is that a fast metabolism? Because you're obviously, um, you love your food and you're cooking with fats and, and you know, sugary things like yeah, jaggery. I'd, I'd How I'd do you monitor it? You know, I modelled for most of my life, so I really got to know what was working and what, was, what wasn't, which is one of the other reasons I got into this. Mm. Um, and I am... I have I have very slim arms and legs, so I can really hide the kind of the pooch that that comes up and goes down. That that's something I've learnt to do with jumpers and things. But um, you know, it it gets uncomfortable. I I know from working that it's not very nice sucking in your stomach for an entire day. I mean, it hurts your back for one. It's you know, you, you feel you don't feel confident when you're in front of the camera. Mm. Um, and usually that's. I'll never forget there was a book or, or an article about how much we grow during the day just from bloat. So it's not actually a, a weight thing. Mm. It's simply your organs, your intestines going, Ugh, you know, and, and, and maybe holding water. Yes, fluid retention, I think, fluid is, a, retention. is a big issue, yes. especially for women so you, hormonally think, driven. Yeah, I think we've put on a couple of fat. inches yeah. through, the, through the day and then lose it again at night. So, so I would say my happy place is a really lovely balance of getting my sleep in, getting downtime. I have a very sweet tooth. I love to eat my food. So just being a bit conscious with it, a bit mindful, I actually get the same satisfaction from less. Whereas if I am uh, running around on emails, doing something, I will just eat without thinking. Without thinking. Without mm. thinking. Oh, you think you're thinking. You think you're there. You think you know you're having it's a lunch. It's conscious eating, isn't it's it? It's conscious eating. And then, and then, so I said to a girl the other day, she said, listen, I eat the family bath milk. I mean, she she didn't have anything in terms of her physique to worry about physically looking at it. But she said, you know, I have a problem. I cannot, I eat entire family bars of chocolate a day. Wow. And I know it's not good for me. Um, 
And I said, well, what kind of period do you eat that? And she said, 20 minutes. <gasps> and I said, well, try eating half the bar in 20 minutes, but really savouring it and don't mm. make it a guilty thing. Don't, don't, you know, as soon as we pile a, a whole load of, you know, smear some guilt on it it becomes 10 times and then you have to eat more to cheer yourself up because you feel so rubbish exactly (laughs) and i know for myself if i eat too much chocolate i then want crisps because i want the salty to counteract the sweet so i said you know all the pleasure the sensation is actually in the mouth Mm. but we tend to skip that bit we Mm -hmm. tend to just see the food and try to make it go from a on the table to b in our stomachs as quickly as possible but actually that all everything happens in your mouth so Mm. just enjoy half the bar over 20 minutes and you've got the same satisfaction over the same length of time but you've only eaten half the bar. She's like, that makes so much sense. And I think also this whole action of slowing it down because they say it takes 20 minutes for your brain to fully register when your stomach is full. So if you're gulping your food, Mm -hmm. you've eaten a huge amount of food before you've allowed your brain to say, oh, actually, guys, that's enough. I don't need any more. And then you get that full, sleepy tired feeling mm. that you know the lethargy creeps in i know I've, I've seen it just from just from working in the modeling industry where you do long hours and people come to work because they're self-employed whatever the weather i mean they could be very mm. run down and ill but they don't know when their next job is so they yeah. will be there and everybody is looking for the next meal or the next coffee because they're running on this kind mm. of fake energy mm. and then they eat it and then they complain about the food afterwards and how you know so i think why i enjoy this is i enjoy food and I love the observation of, 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 you know, ah, I always put my hands in that chocolate cupboard when I'm stressed. Like, I start mm. to see the associations. Watching the patterns. Watch the patterns. recognising. Yes. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Just to take a step back for a moment. Yes. So, just to finish up, obviously, we're at the time of recording this now. We're coming into the crazy season. Yeah. And the overeating and the, you know, the endless amount of festivities and mince pies and anything. Are there particular things that you're going to reach for over the coming weeks that will keep you going? What are your kind of cupboard staples at the moment? Um, what will we find in your fridge? So I won't be doing Christmas, um, as in, actually, I'm not hosting Christmas, sorry. I am doing Christmas. Um, I am going to go to my mother-in-law just pre. This is actually a very different way we're doing it this year. Mm. I'm going pre-Christmas to hers. Then I'm going to my best friend's who lives half an hour away and I'm the godmother of her son and Nick's the godmother oh, of the lovely, other son. Lovely. And her hubby happens to be an amazing cook who also happens to be Nick's best friend. Bizarrely, yeah. both our best friends met, you know, met and married while Hemsley and Hemsley was happening and we had no idea what was happening outside of our bubble. Yes. We would never have put them together and there they are, married two years, you know, with, with two children. And great foodies. And he is an excellent cook. Mm. So he'll be doing something fantastic on his Arga in Devon um, and her Polish family will be there, which will be fun. I Fennel seeds will be coming with me. Fennel seeds, okay. And yep. what will you do with them? Will you I will boil them, them okay, yep. and drink them and as then a tea? And then drink that as a tea. That mm-hmm. really helps my digestion. You know, that kind of feeling of... Oh, that food's not really moving in anywhere. It's still up to my chin. Okay, so fennel seeds um, are getting on seeds, my list. Ginger, raw ginger. Um, and what, grate that onto things or, or yes, have it in tea again? I find that as a fantastic appetite um, stimulator. So How much it, I want my appetite stimulator, I know, Jasmine. I know. <laughs> but when it's, it's, it kind of gets your stomach juices going. So when you put the food in, you're actually well equipped to, to deal with it. Okay. Because I find, Fine. you know, especially I'll as a Filipino, every person you meet... I feel inclined to eat their food because it's just, you know, I've been brought up with, you know, mm. don't offend your auntie, eat something. <laughs> and uh, and so sometimes, you know, you're, you're staying at someone's house and maybe you're not hungry for breakfast at that moment. Yeah. 
and the worst thing you could do is, you know, Ayurveda talks about this agni, which is this stomach fire. So in, in yoga, we do breath of fire. They, they talk yes. about that fire, the strength of that fire being your immunity, your ability to digest experiences in life, your ability to digest your food and get the best out of the worst meal, you know. And so they that. say, keep that fire roaring. You know, the ginger helps to fire it up. Mm. So it's a really nice way of not putting a massive damp log on a on a you know a fire that's a bit knackered it's yes. that kind of idea which is really nice keeping us going with yes. some fresh ginger yes fresh ginger and that's uh, and everything and then um the hot water the knowing that the food is not going to run away i think that's I, I i i kind of look like i came from a massive family sometimes i it's there. I, I even go into a, a bakery or someone that's doing food and, you know, they hand cut the, the quiche or, or whatever. And I'm mm. like, can I have that one, please? No, I want the biggest one. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. But I have to say to myself, Jazz, you know what? That delicious scone or that jam or that mm. pickle or that cheese, it will still be in the fridge half an hour later. Wait until you're actually hungry mm. rather than just Slow nibbling and nibbling. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that kind of works best for me. Um, anything else? Probably the classics of if I have my my thermos of hot water, I'll stay hydrated. Otherwise, mm. I will forget to drink water yes, in this that's weather. True. That's yeah. a big thing I struggle with in this weather, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Well, that's some great tips. Thank you so much. It's really brilliant to have you with us. I hope you'll come back again. I would love you are to, Liz. Such a welcome guest, and it is really fantastic. Your book, East by West, Thank is you. genius. And Thank you. I'm going to be taking this um, off to bed with me tonight to savour. Wonderful. And, and read through it. I'm absolutely fascinated by the whole Ayurvedic principles. I would of love eating. to tell you more about it. it. It is honestly, the more I write, the more I, the, my publisher said, say, stop now. Mm. But I kept unearthing things. And, you know, our chats downstairs, that was another podcast wasn't it and completely was, it's so lovely talking to you Liz, about these part things too thank you so much <laughs> thank you well that's about it for today thank you very much for tuning in and i look forward to having the pleasure of your company next time do please subscribe so you never miss a single word i've got some more spectacularly good guests lined up from the world of well-being to join me here in the months to come you really won't want to miss out now don't forget to head over to lizardwellbeing.com to sign up for the free weekly newsletter that will give you the lowdown on latest news brand new recipe ideas and so much more as well of course as the fascinating podcast notes from today's show until next time thank you so much for tuning in and go well bye-bye Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.